Welcome to episode 17 of Between the Times, a podcast of Christ Church Presbyterian in Charleston, South Carolina. I am sitting here with my two good friends, uh, Pastor Ross Hodges and Dr. Gabriel Williams, and uh, we are here on a on a rainy Thursday afternoon. Uh, they they say that the sun always shines in Charleston, but they don't live here, so they, <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> I like the rain personally. Yeah, it is kind of nice actually to uh, uh, to get a little rest from the from the sunshine. It's been a pretty hot summer. Mm. Uh, but we uh, have come together today uh, to talk in this episode about the book of Hebrews. Uh, we have been studying the book of Hebrews in our Thursday morning men's Bible study. We meet at 6.30 a.m. on Thursday mornings uh, down at the Village Bakery in, in Old Village Mount Pleasant and uh, have anywhere between 12 and, and, and 18 guys that show up for that. And we've been using uh, David McWilliams' uh, commentary in the Lectio Continua series on Hebrews as a resource. Uh, the men have been reading a chapter of that each week, and we've been uh, discussing that. And it's been an encouraging uh, study, hasn't it, guys? Amen. Absolutely. Yeah, we we've seen the um, major themes of Hebrews, and I thought we could take a few minutes uh, just now to uh, talk about the the themes of Hebrews which are so incredibly important for the Christian life. We essentially have the writer to the Hebrews uh, of which we do not know exactly who that was. Uh, some speculate it was Paul. Uh, others say we simply do not know. Uh, but the writer is writing to these Hebrew Christians uh, in the first century and exhorting them to not go back to their old life of yeah. unbelief and their life of Judaism, yeah. uh, to not drift, uh, to not um, go back and uh, to not complain. Uh, uh, we have all of these exhortations to, uh, to not drift, but rather to look to Jesus Christ, Christ who is explained as the final word, uh, as uh, greater than the angels, as greater than Moses, as greater than Aaron and, and the priesthood. And uh, over and over again, we get this uh, clear message that Christ is better. And he's encouraging them and encouraging us in our day today to, to look to Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith. And um, so I just thought, brothers, we could uh, talk about this theme a little bit. We hope to get some, some men encouraged who aren't currently coming to perhaps come along. Uh, but what are some things, uh, Ross, that have encouraged you from the book of Hebrews? Yeah, the, the emphasis, of course, uh, as you're saying, that from beginning to end in the book is that Christ is better. Um, and that is a message that all Christians at all times need to hear. Um, Christ is so much superior to anything else you could attempt to lay your hands on uh, or attempt to put your trust in mm. that it is utter foolishness to to reject him and to look to anything else in this context of course it was their former uh, faith in Judaism um, and so he he lays out he, he does this sort of double-sided uh, argument where on the one hand he so exalts the person and work of Christ and, and shows you the glory and the beauty of what Christ has done as um, as our high priest and a, you know the Son of God and as you were saying how he is better than mm -hmm. angels and Moses and Aaron and so forth so how foolish it would be to reject that um, and so it's this uh, showing the, the the wonder of of Jesus on the one hand and on the other hand um, the the dire warnings about what that actually means to reject Christ and and the the horrible place that that puts you in and so it's a, a two-sided coin with showing all the blessings on the one hand 
um, but but the consequences and the curse really of rejection on the other hand. And um, just so to see Christ so magnified uh, is is wonderfully encouraging. So judgment and salvation are there side All right by there. side right there. Uh, throughout the book of Hebrews. We've gone through the first six chapters in mm -hmm. our study so far. Uh, Gabriel, what are some things you've been encouraged about? I guess when I think of the book of Hebrews, I think primarily about the priestly office of Christ. Mm. And that's what comes out most in this particular uh, letter mm -hmm. here. Because when you think of what the priest is supposed to do, it presupposes that I'm a sinful person. Mm. And it presupposes that I cannot go to God on my own terms, that God himself would have strong wrath against me because of who I am and because of what I've done. But what we have here is Christ as not just another priest like the other human priests of the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. We have a priest that is far superior. Amen. We have a priest who not only was tempted in every way we were, like a human, normal human being would, but he was tempted and never sinned. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's the, that's the thought that runs through my mind. You consider Christ living for 33 years, think of all the temptations he has to go, he had to go through mm -hmm. living every single part of his life from the very moments in which he is born, he's born into a worse than ordinary situation. You think of the temptations that would have come out because he's a teenager, for instance. Mm. He has the temptations around him of his peers, like every other teenager has. Mm. He has the temptations of being an adult and having the stresses on his life. Because he is the son of God, he has the temptation of being around sin in a tangible way. Mm. And then he has the overwhelming sense of having the sins of all of us put upon him mm -hmm. and yet all that is true and yet he doesn't sin mm -hmm. and so what that means for me is that he is not a distant god who can't relate to me he's not a god who has no associational understanding of what it means to be a tempted human he is one who has gone through the gritty of things mm -hmm. and has come out victorious and so when I think of Hebrews, I think of one who is able to offer help to me when I am actually tempted. Mm -hmm. So the writer of the Hebrews is basically making an exhortation that why would you want to go to human priests who are, one, known to be corrupt uh, at right. certain times, yeah. two, who have to give sacrifice for their own sins, mm -hmm. Three, who eventually will die, and then you have to get another priest mm -hmm. to kind of go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. And you, you think of that and you basically say, why would you even want to go back to that environment when you have the actual high priest in his physical body sitting in mm -hmm. heaven interceding on your behalf? Why would you even want to go in that direction? And so to me, that's, that's the part of Hebrews that makes it really exciting to realize that the author is trying to drive on the point that there is no better person to whom you can have access to the Father. To. Right. Yeah, so a very high Christology here mm -hmm. in Hebrews. And it begins by making it clear that uh, he was no ordinary uh, human being. He was not some kind of a manifestation of God. Mm -hmm. uh, he was not a phantom. Mm -hmm. uh, rather, he is the eternal Son of God, uh, God Himself, and that's, right. that's made clear right away in in chapter one and verse three, where it states, "He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature, and He upholds the universe by the word of His power." After making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. 
And um, so here we have, and even before verse 3, it said he created, through whom he also created the world. So Christ, at the very beginning, is, is called the creator of the world. Mm -hmm. He's called the sustainer of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, he is called the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. And then we get into his humanity uh, all over, but in particular, in chapter 2, in verse 17, it says, Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. Mm. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. So mm. Christ becomes flesh and blood, verse 14 of chapter 2. He becomes one of us, while not ceasing in the least to be the Son of God, the eternal Son of God. He is also man, and as the God-man, he becomes our mediator, and so he becomes greater than the priests mm -hmm. because he not only he doesn't just bring the sacrifice for himself and others, mm -hmm. he becomes the sacrifice mm -hmm. uh, because he is worthy uh, as the sinless uh, one to give his life as a ransom for many. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this really, as go back to Gabe's point earlier, puts um, uh, such a great uh, understanding into the daily life of the Christian as far as who it is that is interceding for them in their temptations, in their weaknesses. We don't have a God who is, is sort of far off up there sitting on his throne who says, you know, I love you, but I don't really understand you. Mm -hmm. We have a God who um, came and dwelt among us, mm -hmm. you know, who took on mm -hmm. human flesh and who says, I love you and I understand you, and now I'm interceding for you um, and I'm strengthening you. Um, and and so there's this uh, great comfort that our Savior uh, is a compassionate Savior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And over and over again, we have the clear fulfillment of old covenant uh, types, shadows, mm -hmm. prophecies, and promises in the That's Lord right. Jesus Christ. And so he is uh, highly exalted as the fulfillment of these things, which had a measure of uh, what we call designed obsolescence in the old covenant. And so Christ becomes greater than all of these things because he is the, the fulfillment of all of these, these things. And uh, that doesn't come out any more than in the passage we studied this morning uh, in, our, in our Bible study in chapter 6 and verses 13 through 20. We have uh, reference made to the, the cities of refuge mm -hmm. from Leviticus uh, right. where those who committed uh, uh, manslaughter uh, without intention, they went to these cities of refu refuge and were safe. Mm -hmm. um, and Christ, it says, is our refuge, mm -hmm. and in Him we are mm -hmm. safe, and we find refuge for our souls. And then also we have the anchor. Christ is our anchor, mm -hmm. and where does the anchor go? It goes behind the veil, mm -hmm. um, as if our hope is anchored at that mercy seat in the Holy of Holies through the Amen. person and work of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Christ is also called the forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. And so we have this mysterious order of priests, which is an eternal order. Uh, it's far superior to that uh, earthly order of priests uh, with Aaron. And Christ becomes the forerunner, uh, the, the, our, our pilgrim who is blazing the way from suffering to glory as our high priest. And so all of these wonderful Old Testament uh, types and shadows and prophecies and promises find their fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And this is the message over and over that we're getting in Hebrews. Amen. I think the other thing that uh, comes out to me again is the surety of God's promise. 
or the certainty of God's promise. Mm. Ultimately, when you think of what all these sort of voices around us are claiming about us, they're making claims that they want us to listen to. But whose word is more authoritative? Whose word is more sure? Mm. And as it says in Hebrews, God himself has promised to himself. He's made an oath to himself to mm. basically do what he has promised. And so when you look at the book of Hebrews, you're looking at God himself working throughout the Old Testament and promising the actual gospel. And what you see ultimately is that God in in the same sort of faithfulness that God is in terms of what he claims in his word, what he promises in his word, in terms of his own nature as one who cannot lie, that is the promise given to the faithful believer who puts mm -hmm. his trust in Christ. That if you put your trust in Christ, you have no worry whatsoever that one day that promise becomes null and void. You have a sure hope and a sure promise which nothing can actually remove. And that's mm -hmm. why we put so much stock in Christ as our priest. Because mm -hmm. Christ's priesthood tells us that there is no way whatsoever to one who was trusted in Christ for him to be plucked out of that. Mm -hmm. His God has promised that with his own very word and has banked on it with his own character. Mm. And with with that foundation, again, there's only one proper direction to mm. look to Christ, to persevere, to press on towards perfection. Mm. Mm. His oath, his covenant, his blood support us in the whelming flood. Amen. Uh, we are blessed and if you want to uh, grow to love Christ more, study the book of Hebrews. Amen. And uh, we do want to invite you if uh, you are um, uh, worshiping with us at Christ Church and uh, you are looking for a, a men's Bible study, we'd love for you to join us again 6.30 a.m. on Thursday mornings uh, at the Village Bakery and uh, we'll hope you join us. And we thank you for joining us for another episode of Between the Times. <laughs>